Blog Talk Radio. sports and having fun doing it. I want all your ideas, all your opinions, and of course, I want all your beliefs. And of course, as always, you're going to get a heavy dose of my opinion. If you have an opinion, the number to call, 646-727-3070. That's 646-727-3070. 3070. You can listen to the show, blogtalkradio.com slash pgan. Get send messages to the show on Twitter at GoForAgain. And while you're there on Twitter, at GoForAgain, make sure you give me a follow. Great show lined up for you today. And again, you can listen to the show in a lot of different places. GoForRadio.com, Stitcher.com, iHeart.com. A lot of different places where you can listen to this show. And other great shows, it's Go For It, it's Paul Gant, it's Talking Sports, and having fun doing it. Great show lined up for you today. Expected to be joined by Hall of Famer Willie Rowe. We're going to get his take on that Colin Kaepernick workout. We're going to get his take on Phillip Rivers, his take on Miles Garrett and that whole situation. So we got a lot to talk to Willie about. And we're going to talk about it. So, let's get right down to it. And I'm going to start with Colin Kaepernick. Um, Here's the thing. Kaepernick, we all know the workout that he had that was set up by the NFL that was done last week in Atlanta. We all know the aftermath or the outcome of that whole situation. It turned into a big match. It turned into a circus. And what ended up happening happening is, excuse me, Kaepernick went about a what an hour away, I think, to uh, another part in Georgia, had the workout, but it was on his terms. It was televised. It was on YouTube. And so of the alleged 25 teams that were supposed to attend, I think about eight. We're at his workout. Here's the thing. And, and, you know, there were some issues with the language in the waiver. Uh, apparently, in that waiver that the NFL gave, allegedly in that waiver, um, it kind of took away Kaepernick's ability to sue the NFL again. So it, it was a deal breaker. Kaepernick's side would not sign it. It wasn't your standard. NFL waiver, they did not sign it, they would not sign it, and at the end of the day, Kaepernick had to work out on his own. Initially, my initial thought was he should have went through with it. Because I feel like at this point in time, at this stage of his career, at this stage of this situation, in a lot of ways, it's not fair, it's not right, 
nor is it okay. But at the end of the day, the NFL controls what's going to happen. The NFL can control the, the terms of the workout. Yes, workouts are usually done on Tuesday. So most executives and, and coaches and GMs can get there. Yes. You know, a four-day notice is not acceptable. All those things are not acceptable. And yes, the waiver, that wasn't the standard NFL waiver that they wanted him to sign, probably not acceptable. But my initial thought was reality is their league, their rules. 32 owners, there's 32 teams, and it's their rules. Now, in terms of this workout, it, I think it's very clear at this point that the NFL was not very genuine in, in their attempts with this whole situation. It, it, they weren't gen, very genuine. I mean, they gave the guy what? Tuesday, they, they gave him notice, and, and Saturday was to work it. They didn't give him much notice. They didn't do it on a Tuesday, which, which is the day that's usually done. And they gave him a, a, a different waiver. So they gave him all these things. They did all these things. And my thing is, week 10 in the National Football League, and we've seen quarterbacks go down. We, we've seen teams who needed a quarterback. We saw the Jets. Sam Darnold had mono. And they ran into issues. They used Luke Falk. He stunk. He was horrible. He was bad. He wasn't good. But we've seen quarterbacks go down. I mean, we've seen it. We saw Big Ben go down. We've seen it. We saw it. We saw Nick Foles go down. We've seen it. We saw it. I mean, we've seen guys go down. Drew Brees went down. Guys have went down, and and you would think that some teams, earlier in the season, would have given Kaepernick a workout. I don't know why the league had to rush in and, 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 you know, come up with this workout and say, hey, hey, this is the NFL. you got four days to get ready. Your workout is on Saturday in Atlanta at the Falcons uh, facility, team facility. Get there. And, and here's the thing. You can't always dictate the terms of your interview, of your job interview. If they, if you want to be a part of an organization, and an organization wants you to interview at a certain time, you're going to get there, and you're going to do the things necessary to make sure that you're at that interview at that, you know, at that particular time they want you, if you want to be a part of their league. That's the bottom line. If you want to be a part of the NFL, if you want to play in the NFL, you got to play by their rules. The rules may not be fair. The rules may not be right. But you have to play by their rules. The NFL, truth be told, the NFL doesn't need Colin Kaepernick. Doesn't. And I'm sure they would love for him to just go away. 
And they basically sent him away. And you could talk about, well, okay, uh, he opted out of his contract. I've heard that so many times. He was getting cut. They, they were going to cut him. And we all know the NFL, they, they settled with him. We all know that the NFL did not want him in their league. We all know that the NFL did not want him around. It's very evident. It's very obvious. Very evident, it's very obvious that the National Football League, Roger Goodell, and all 32 owners colluded against Colin Kaepernick. That's, that's obvious. Because the names of the guys who keep getting trotted out there, nothing against Ryan Fitzpatrick. Nothing against Ryan Fitzpatrick at all. But how does he have a job in this league over Colin Kaepernick? Ryan Fitzpatrick's script is the same. He'll give you some great moments. He'll put up some great stats at times. He'll give you Fitz magic at times. Like, he'll give you all those things. But at the end of the day, Ryan Fitzpatrick is who he is, who he's always been. He giveth and he taketh away. He giveth and he taketh away. He has moments. He has great moments. Uh, What was that, last year? For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he got off to a great start. He put up some great numbers at one point in time. But then, just like every time Ryan Fitzpatrick gets a chance, gets an opportunity, he makes mistakes, he throws picks, he turns the football over. That guy is getting jobs over Colin Kaepernick. Again, it's not right, nor is it okay. But at the end of the day, and that rhymes, but at the end of the day, unfortunately, in his in his case, Kaepernick's case, he has to play by the NFL's rules. And, and here's one issue I have with him. The Kunta Kente, Kunta Kente t-shirt. The, the Kunta Kente t-shirt, we all know the Kunta Kente character from the miniseries Roots, famous miniseries, great miniseries. We all know the character. He was a slave. Now, if you're trying to get back into the league, you're not going to do – wearing that kind of shirt is only going to make 32 billionaires angry. You don't want to make 32 billionaires angry because they're going to do what they got to do, especially when they control – it's their league, their rules. You got to play by it. So, I mean, I had a problem with that. It wasn't necessary. It, it, it almost – it was just, it was defiant to me for no reason. It, it was just, I don't know. Now, I don't think he wants to be a martyr. I truly believe he wants to play in this league. But at the same time, at the same time, that T-shirt, just not necessary. I get it. We get that you're, 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 you're we get what you're doing. We get that you're an activist. We get your activism, and you're doing some great things in the community. Great things. 
A teacher is not necessary. It's just not. We're going to bring in a guy now, a Hall of Famer, done some amazing things during his career. Let's bring him in now, Hall of Famer, Willie Rowe. Willie. Paul, I, I hear what you're talking about. And, and for those in our age group, Paul, I remember as a child not really understanding things and how huge that Kunta Kente, that miniseries they had, everybody in the black community was watching that. That Roots, it was a huge series. It was on in the 70s. Uh, and and, and he, that actor, he became a famous actor and did a lot more acting in, in Sesame Street and a bunch of stuff after that. But that Roots miniseries was humongous for us growing up as a child. Going into Kaepernick, I understand he didn't agree with, he didn't want to sign the waiver. They should have worked that out. But you can't move your location an hour away when those scouts and different people have schedules and they have to get back to wherever they're going. Another thing we found out today, uh, Paul, I don't know if you know about this, the Nike's value because of this deal, went up to $26.2 billion, and Kaepernick has a new shoe that's about to come out. So I'm asking you, was this about Nike and about a shoe, about about his new commercial and new shoe coming out, or was this about trying to get back to the NFL? I, I, think, I, think here's the, I think here's the issue that Kaepernick is running into. He wants to bake the cake and he wants to eat it too, and I think the reality is, it's great to be an activist. That, that's a good thing. That's a great thing. But at some point, you have to make the decision. You're act, you could still be an activist and not be an activist while you're on the field. And, and what I say by that is the kneeling and things of that nature. Now, I, I just I, I think he wants to play. I, I truly think he wants to play. But on some level, and I can understand his frustration, his anger, but I think he kind of wants it on his terms. And unfortunately, when you work for a corporate entity, you can't make all the rules. You can't. Paul, I'm going to have to disagree with you. If he wanted to play, first of all, you got your hair all permed out like that. that you know, you know that's, that's threatening to them. You also have a Kunta Kinte shirt on when you come for the workouts. Why would you come for a workout to work out for these teams and wear a Kunta Kinte shirt? You're sending the wrong message from the start. And then it turns into a circus with everybody he's got around and they're filming and this and that. So if you're an NFL owner, Paul, do you want to touch that and deal with that coming in your locker room every day? You, you're going to take all the – everything's going to be on him and not about your football team. He's been gone for three years, Paul. It's hard to come back to the NFL when you've been gone a year. So let's say he did get signed he had a chance to play, and he didn't play that well. If he does, that takes all the shine off of it. So him not being able to get signed and him – protest, protest, whatever, and he's not playing, that gives the mythology to him. Just like you want to give him something more, right? How good was he playing before he left? I left, Paul, at the year 13. It wasn't a lot of linemen that they were chasing to try to come back and play. But they wanted me to come back because I gave him something. I left on a high note when I left Kansas City. 
voted the best player by the fans on the team in my last year. So I left him with wanting more. What does what did he do at the end of his career, Paul? And another thing, if does he really want to come back? And what if he's not that good anymore? Then that takes away from everything. It, we're talking about this so much because he can't play. If he comes back and can't play, then nobody's talking about Kaepernick anymore. Here's what I'll say. You know, last the last time we saw him, the 49ers back in 2016, it was a bad football team. To his credit, Kaepernick, 16 touchdowns, only four interceptions, 2,241 yards uh, thrown. So the numbers were not bad. But, I, you know, they didn't win a whole lot in that, you know, during that year, and they weren't a very good football team. But, you know, after him, you know, after winning that Super or getting to the Super Bowl, obviously his numbers weren't the same. But his numbers weren't awful either. I think it comes down to this, and to your point. It, sadly, unfortunately, this whole thing turned into a big circus. And I'm not think I don't think it's all his fault. I don't think it's all his fault. I, I do think the NFL had something to do with it in terms of why this thing turned out the way it did. You you can argue maybe that both were our fault, but I would say more so the NFL, in my opinion. Because you know, most workouts, as you know, are done on Tuesday. This one was done on Saturday. I mean, he didn't get, you know, much notice in terms of get there, workout, and so on and so forth. I, I truly believe if a team really wanted, and I know Hugh Jackson said teams were interested and 25 teams were supposed to be there, I think that was the number. But if those 25 teams were really interested in Colin Kaepernick, they would have brought him in during the season. They would have brought him in on their own. This wasn't – a workout like this just wasn't necessary. It almost seemed on some level, in a roundabout way, could it have been a setup by the NFL just to say, look, we tried to give him this, and look what he did, so on and so forth. We're done with him now. I mean, I don't no, know. It's just – I don't believe that, Paul. You know who I believe was behind trying to get him and help him get back to the NFL? You know who I believe was behind trying to help him get a workout and get him a platform? I think it was Jay-Z. I think Jay-Z partnered out with the NFL and, and doing the, the initiative for the black, for uh, for minorities and stuff he's doing for the NFL other than him getting an ownership stake. Uh, maybe what I think it's for the, with the Steelers or uh, what he's going to end up getting. I think Jay-Z had a lot to do with trying to help Captain to get a chance to get back into the league. I think that's why Jay-Z was so upset about it. And I think the way Captain encountered it, I, I understand the waiver part. But, see, this is the problem that, that came in between. The NFL is trying to protect themselves where if something happens to Kaepernick while he's out there working out and he's not a member of the NFL, then if he gets hurt, they're not liable again and he's not suing them again. And that's why Kaepernick didn't want to sign it because the NFL don't want to be liable saying, okay, you're going to sue me or you're going to sue me if you don't get signed. So the NFL was trying to protect itself from a situation like that happening. You are right. If an NFL team wanted him, they would have brought him in before now and worked him out one-on-one with the team at the team officials on a Tuesday when they bring people in on Monday and Tuesday to work out if they're 
trying to sign somebody to their roster if somebody gets injured, so on and so forth. But I think Jay-Z was the one who pulled the trigger on this and wanted Kaepernick to have a, get a chance. And I think the way Kaepernick handled it and him wearing the Kunta Kente shirt and everything that happened, I don't think he ever plays another down in the NFL. And I don't think he really cares about that. I think that was just a way to keep, go ahead and keep him out there. And Nike has a lot of money and stuff behind him. So now we're going to launch a new shoe and we're going to put Kaepernick on some commercials. And here, here we go with that mythology again of Kaepernick being the uh, black athlete, the modern-day black athlete that has been exiled by the NFL, you know, a la Muhammad Ali back in the, uh, in the 60s. Yeah, I, I, think, I think at this point, I think you're right. I think this workout didn't help him. I think at the end of the day, I think he is done. I don't think he plays another down in the NFL. I think to your point, I think he cares. I, I think he cares, but I don't know how much he cares. And, and the reason I say I don't know how much he cares is because who, like, here's the thing. It, it, it's not fair, but it is what it is. You know, as a black man, you have to do things differently. Sometimes you have to do things better. And at the same time, anybody, if you're going to a quote-unquote job interview, right, you're going to dress in a way that's not going to be offensive. You're going to dress in a way that's going to hopefully get you the job. Then once you get the job, then you can switch things up a little bit. Not too much, but a little bit. So if you want to go in there, you want to go to a job interview clean shaven, fine. Once you get the job, maybe you can grow a goatee. Maybe you can grow a beard. But at the end of the day, this is corporate America, and this is business. And at the end of the day, sadly, unfortunately, I don't know if Colin Kaepernick is good for business. And that's just the honest truth. I want him to play. I think he deserves to play. But at the end of the day, if I'm talking from a purely business standpoint, I don't know if I would want him around if I'm the NFL. And that's just the truth. Paul, it's like this. Let's look at it like this, Paul. You're in a relationship, right? Somebody's wronged you. And and, they, and I will say, he was wrong. The way things worked out, he was wrong. Now, he did take a knee and all that and pissed off a lot of people. He's at the point now, Paul, where you're in a relationship with a girl. You care about her, but she's wronged you. You can go back over there, but you're always going to be mad. Another thing you don't want in your locker room, the way he, the way he, he was talking and everything there, does it sound like he would be happy and appreciative to get a shot? Did it, does it sound like he would come in the locker room every day and be smiling and joking and being positive in the locker room, positive to the young players? Or does it sound like there might be some division and he might come in there and start dividing up the locker room? It's, if, if he goes to an NFL team, he's going to divide up the team in the locker room, and nobody wants that right now. Everybody's trying to play. Everybody's trying to get better teams and make it playoff pushes. If you think he's going to divide up the locker room and he's not going to be having to say, I'm just here and I'm happy to be back in the NFL. If you took that from that, everything that happened, did you think he's just going to be happy to be in the NFL? I would say no. Do you think he, the, the, all the money he can make with Nike right now, he's going in the NFL and he's going to be make, playing for the minimum for the rest of the year? He's not getting a big contract, so he's playing for the minimum. Do you think he wants to play for the minimum after all the money he got paid out? 
What's what's I, that really gonna do for him at this point? I think, yeah, I think I think if you, I, I don't know about the minimum, but I think he would be playing would be willing to play for a small salary. I don't I don't think it has to be that big to get Colin Kaepernick. I just I I, I do think he still wants to play, and I can understand the point of view of those who believe he does not want to play. I, I get that point of view, and I don't think that point of view is unfair at all. I don't. But I do think the NFL has made it very – made it, has made it and made it very difficult on Saturday and has made it very difficult for him to play again. Has, they made it difficult. It's not it's, – it's, it's not fair what has transpired. And I think that's the tough part. I think that at the end of the day – it's not fair, nor is it really right. But are we are we just blaming the NFL? You're saying he has no accountability in this. You're just blaming the NFL here. You're saying um, Kaepernick's behavior has no accountability in this. I, I think my I guess my biggest issue in terms of the workout was the Kunta Kinte T-shirt that wasn't necessary. I, I just think. I mean, fair or unfair, the reality of the situation is he has to conform. He has to conform to a degree. He won't do it, Paul. He won't conform. He won't do it. He's showing you he's not going to conform. But I don't think I don't think he would divide the locker room. I, I do think if he got into an NFL locker room, he'd be a good soldier. I know during that year in San Francisco, apparently teammates loved him. I think he won an award for being like one of their best teammates. I don't know what it's called, but he won some type of award for being one of the better teammates. The teammates selected him. So I think if you get him in the locker room, I think he'll be okay. Now, I I don't know how good he'll be, but I know he'll be better than a lot of others. But here's also the thing. The circus would come to town in terms of the media. Like, for example, if we look at, I think, a similar comparison, though not fair because Colin Kaepernick has not committed a crime, is Michael Vick. When Michael Vick came back to the NFL, he was contrite, he was quiet, he was he stayed out the way. Right? And ultimately Paul, he, he went got to a prison, Paul. Paul, he was bankrupt and went to prison. Total different circumstance. He was bankrupt. He didn't have any money. He, had, oh, he owed all kind of people money, and he went to prison. This is a total different situation. The, the, the Colin Kaepernick today is not the same Colin Kaepernick that was playing in the NFL. He's a totally different person. He's mad. He's angry. He's been through a whole lot of life experiences, and I don't know if he's going to be positive in any locker room situation. And and, and if he does, where those t-shirts and, and is he going to take a knee you know he, he, you know all these are questions if Colin Kaepernick got signed and he took a knee or, 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 or sat on the bench doing the anthem again that's all everybody's going to be talking about it would be all over Colin Kaepernick takes another knee or he, it would mess the NFL back and set them back again they can't afford to have that 
right now, especially right now with the NFLPA and they're trying to work out a new labor deal. The NFLPA doesn't want that because it's going to mess them up trying to work out a new labor deal and get more money. So this will start a whole conflict. You're not thinking about the fact that the labor deal's up. They got to do it, have another CBA in 2020. Hopefully it's not 10 years like it was last time, which was way too long, but we're going into a year where we need another CBA or there won't be an NFL in 2020. So all this stuff is a factor in this, and I'm telling you, if he took a knee or something like that, that's, that would be like, why would you let him do that again? And it would really turn fans, a whole bunch of fans, off again, maybe totally off. Yeah, and, and, and that went back to my point in terms of the business aspect of it. Because you remember, I think it was the, the year, was it the year he was kneeling, or maybe the year after that, but ratings went down. And, you know, the they year. were talking about ratings and you know, obviously ratings are now up again, but they, they were complaining things that, you know, there were issues going on with the ratings and stuff. And here's the thing. I, I mean, I do respect his act, activism. I do respect the things that he's doing in the community, but I still feel like he could do those same things in the community without upsetting his corporate, his corporate, you know, the owners. He, he could still do those things without upsetting the owners. I think I don't want to say we're past kneeling, but I, what I will say is that there is time. It is time to do, and I'm not saying he's not done a lot, and obviously we all can do more. But I think it's time to put that behind him so he can get the platform, have the platform, and continue to do the things off the field to help the plight of African Americans, help the plight of the, you know, the people that need help. And I, I, I think he can still do that. I think he has to fall back a little bit from, you know, get the platform. It's like, you know, and I, you could argue he has the platform, but get the platform, which is the NFL. Maybe, hey, maybe you play well enough where you become a starter. Maybe you play well as a starter, do some things, and use that platform to elevate your people and do what you want to do and, you know, put out your message. I think he has to, I think he's too defiant. And I could be, could be wrong there, but I, I believe he's too defiant, but I also believe maybe not too defiant, but also believe get the platform, then do what you got to do. You, you can't. That's over now, Paul. He messed that up. He messed that up. I, when he, when that whole situation right. happened, and, you know, Stephen A., they've been on Stephen A. and talking about Stephen A. And, you know, I, you know, my dad, I'll tell you something, Paul. My dad was on the school board. My dad was from the poor uh, kids, from five brothers, eight brothers and sisters. He was on the school board for 20-some years, went and got his degree, hurt his knee at Michigan State, came back. And if, and, if, and if those kids did stuff and some of the votes, if my dad didn't vote the way they wanted to, that's when everybody starts calling you Tom and all this stuff. So I saw him go through that, and I saw the pain that he went through. Uh, a poor black kid from Pablo, Arkansas, that went and, to, went and went off to college and became a dentist and brought my mom and came back to Arkansas and was doing everything he could to uplift the black community and trying to be an example. But a lot of people don't want examples, Paul. They want to stay stuck where they are. And the people that are, a lot of people that are behind this aren't really behind Kaepernick, but they like being in the middle of the mess. So 
So when you try to do stuff the right way, sometimes it doesn't look as good. But to my point, if Kaepernick wanted to send off a different message, he should have came in a different approach. And what happened that Saturday was not was not the way he needed to handle it if he thought he was going to get a chance to get back in the NFL. Well, let me ask you this. If the NFL is truly genuine about their, you know, wanting him to be in the league, don't you think they'll schedule another workout for him where they can work out all the disagreements, iron out all the things that they need to iron out to, in order to get this thing right? Don't you think if they really truly wanted to give this man a fair shot, don't you think they would give him another opportunity in terms of a workout? I think they would if they truly that, really that, wanted that him. That needs to happen after football season. They sure. need to do it after football season, in the off season, when they get ready to sign people around the draft, April, before the draft, around the draft, have the workout, have the workout somewhere where everybody's going to be at, you know, where they know they're getting ready. Have the workout when they have some of these all-star games, but it doesn't need to be right now. After what happened Saturday, it's not happening right now. So if they really want to give him a chance, do it in the off-season. If he doesn't get signed for another year, Paul, that's four or five years out the league, then, you know, it's over. So if he's yeah. going to play... It needs to be next year. He needs to be on the roster playing. If you go past that, I think it's over. I, I would agree. I would agree. But, I, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see how the situation plays out. One quick thing. In terms of the whole situation, you brought up Stephen A. Smith. I, I think it is a little unfair how people are coming at him. Um, I think his position is not off base. I don't think I think his position is is a legitimate position. I can understand how people can feel the way he feels. I'm in the middle of this. I understand Kaepernick's side. I understand the league side. But at the end of the day, the person that has the power is the person that kind of can dictate. It's not fair. It's not even right. But they can dictate how things go down. Well, if you want to well, play well, in their league. Stephen A. has to understand, Paul, when you become the man and you're the top dog on Sports Center and you got your special and you're making all this money, things change. People want to come after you. There's a lot of jealousy and envy. People are going to look for something to try to say, and that's just the nature of the beast, and that comes with the business, Paul. You understand this. That comes with the with the business. Stephen A. has worked his butt off to get where he is, and there's going to be people that are jealous and envious of Stephen A. So he has to understand, if you come out and you're going to comment about all these different things, eventually people are going to pick you apart, and, and some of that has to do with where he's at and the level he's at now. I understand that, and he needs to understand that. For sure. That, and, and that's true. At the end of the day, when you have that power, when you have that voice, and you have an opinion, people are going to come for that opinion, that power, that voice. And like you said, there is some jealousy and envy of a guy who's, to your point, has worked his butt off to get where he's at. We're talking to Hall of Famer Willie Rosa. Willie, Miles Garrett suspended indefinitely, you know, swinging a helmet at Mason Rudolph. Uh, there were reports out there that he said Rudolph called him a racial slur. I don't know how true that is. Rudolph has denied it. Do you think the suspension is is fair? Yeah, I think it's fair. And I think if, if Rudolph had called him a, a slur, that should have come out immediately. You don't 
bring that out in the, in the meeting with the NFL a few days later, if that's the reason why. Now, I will say this, watching it, Rudolph did it like he tried to kick him in the groin. He was ripping his helmet. It's the end of the game. And people say that Rudolph shouldn't have came after him. It's the end of the game. The, the Browns are still fighting for a playoff spot. You have to have more composure than that. Miles Garrett, he's too important to that team, to that organization. He's supposed to be a pillar in the community. Uh, he's had some incidents this season. I know he got pulled over in his car and the guy punched him or whatever. I mean, he's he's a good kid, supposed to be a good kid from a good family. These type of situations, he can't get himself into anymore. And I just don't understand what he's thinking about pulling the kid's helmet off and throwing it at, at this young kid. Uh, it, you know, and, and, and I think the suspensions are, are were, were, were what they should have been. I do agree that, that uh, uh, Pouncey was, was, was defending his teammate, your quarterback. you got to defend your quarterback. I mean, that's our job as linemen, to defend the, the quarterback is your utmost responsibility. That's our responsibility, to defend your quarterback. So that's what we're taught from when you're young to defend the quarterback. So, you know, it was it was just all around bad situation. But I don't understand why, if he did say a racial short, that should have came come out a long time ago. So I do think it's a uh, it's going to be a great learning experience for uh, Miles Garrett. I mean, it's just a uh, I mean, we talking about this kid being M- MVP of the he wanted to be MVP of the defensive MVP and all this stuff. Well. You know, now, now, the, now the perception of him, him is going to change, and uh, it's going to be a while before he gets his uh, – he's going to have to work on getting his reputation back intact. It, it definitely, you know, obviously a very expensive mistake by Miles Garrett. Cost him a lot of money. Man, a lot of money. But, you know, and I'm not saying Miles Garrett is lying. I'm not saying he's lying, and maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. But even if he's not lying – or even if he is lying, I can understand him. I can understand why he would lie. I can understand why he would say, look, he called me this, he called me that. Because, look, you're missing all the game checks, you know, and, and you're not playing at all again this year. You can understand the level of desperation that a player would have in that particular situation. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's okay, but I get it. So I, whether it happened or not, you would think, to your point, if it did happen, he would have said it right after the game. Like, look, he called me this, he called me that. That's why I did what I did. That's why I lost it the way I lost it. But when you come say it, you know, weeks later, it's just not the same. It, it, it's, I'm not saying it's believable. I'm, I'm not saying it's the truth, not the truth. But it comes off as unbelievable It's on some level. But, I mean, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. But hopefully, to your point, he will learn a valuable lesson. I think what happened is he just lost it. And the way he reacted and the things that he was doing, he lost it. And it happens. It's not right, nor is it acceptable, but it happens. People lose well, Paul, it. Paul, hadn't he had some penalties? Didn't, didn't, he end, didn't he end somebody's season, the quarterback season? Yeah. He, uh, he, go he ahead. won the quarterback for the Jets. Yeah, he ended somebody's season. He's had some rough penalties, so... He's been kind of uh, having some situations come up lately, and that means guess what happens when he comes back? These linemen are going—they're going to be sliding and trying to go out, come after him. 
So if he wants to play that way and do something like that, remember, these linemen, they're going to start keying on him and coming after him. And another thing, Paul, I'm not worried about the money he's losing now. I'm worried about him being positive and, and playing well and getting ready for that next contract. Because that next contract is going to be one of the big boy contracts. He's the right. number one pick. He was in line for one of those, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Khalil Mack deals. So I'm worried about what he's doing now, but I'm talking about he was looking for fifty, sixty million guaranteed on the next deal. So don't don't mess that up. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, if that helmet connects in the right spot, we could be talking about some criminal a criminal situation. So, you know, fortunately for him, fortunately for Mason Rudolph, fortunately for everybody involved, you know, that it didn't go the way it could have went because then now we're talking about t- something totally different. And to your point, the guy has 10 sacks this year. You know, he's on pace, he's on pace what, 16, maybe a 16, 17 sack season. If he's, he's still on pace to football. lead the league in sacks, maybe. That's another bonus, uh, 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 Paul. And, and like you said, you have that type of year in his third year. What's this, his third year? It's, it's almost contract year in another year. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he messed up. He messed Maybe. up. Yeah. He definitely messed up the money this year. And to your point, he may have messed up the money for the future because at this point, like a Vontez Burfitt, maybe not to that degree, but the, the microscope is going to be on him. They're going to be watching him. And so we'll see if he can control himself moving forward. So, Willie. We look at Phillip Rivers now, and looking at Phillip Rivers, 16th season in the NFL, 37 years old, came in 2004, same year as Eli and Big Ben. We know what happened to Eli. Phillip Rivers at this point, four picks against the Chiefs last week in a losing effort, 15 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. I think at this point, if I'm the Los Angeles Chargers, it might be time to move on from Phillip Rivers. How do you see it? I mean, some of those throws were just bad, just bad throws. And he's a gunslinger. He's had a great career. I mean, he's been in the league a long time. Look what's going on right now. Big Ben's done this year. Eli's done. I think all three of them, I think all three of them are done. I don't know if Phillip wants to walk away. I know Big Ben and uh, Eli are probably done. So, I would say that um, uh, Phillips should retire. I think they're going to draft the quarterback, and if I think he, I think he's the last on his contract. If he does go, go, try to come back, he's not getting a new big contract. So I, I think walk away, walk away. He's had a great career. I think all three of those are potential Hall of Famers. I know Big Ben is. I think yeah. Big Ben and Eli are a little bit ahead of him as far as Hall of Fame because Eli's got the rings. And uh, Philip will eventually, he has a chance to get in. Big Ben's a lock, and Eli uh, has, will get in eventually. So uh, all of them had the potential to go in the hall. But, I mean, you're 37 years old. You can't play football forever. Look look, 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 look at Tom Brady. I mean, you cannot play football forever. So, I mean, if uh, and, and the Patriots, I mean, if you're not throwing the ball well and, and they're looking at all these stats about, what 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 areas do you need to fix? You look at every week. What do we need to fix? Where's our problem? Well, if you're part of the problem and you're not being productive like you used to do, then they're gonna they're gonna find somebody else to do it. That's just the way the business works. 
and and right. and you got to walk away with your pride. And uh, he's made, I think Phillips made over two hundred million dollars. So, you know, it's, it's time. You got to know when it's when it's time to say when. He's had a great career, and it's, it's time to go. It is. It, it most definitely is time to go. And here's the thing with the Chargers, and you know, a lot of people were high on the Chargers coming into this year, but I, I can't. The reason I'm I haven't been that high on the Chargers is because they don't have a home field advantage. They don't have a home field advantage. And, you know, there's no reason they should be playing in Los Angeles. It makes no sense. I get it from a financial standpoint. But they have no fan base. They don't have a home field advantage. I remember maybe it was two years ago when the Eagles went there. That stadium was filled with Eagles fans. It was mostly Eagles fans there. And I think the other, I think when the Steelers played there this year, it was one of the Steelers fans in that building. They don't have a fan base, and you need a home field advantage in the National Football League to have a level of success. Home field matters in the NFL. And the Chargers well, don't even, have even when they played in San Diego, probably would be a whole bunch of Rose fans there. And to bring up that point, do you see how the Raiders fans – Love that team, the way they support that team. Even when they know they're leaving, they 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 support this team, and they go out there and they and and you got to look at what the Raiders have done and Gruden has done. But it's 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 crazy how those Raiders fans really support them. And I promise you, they're gonna have a lot of Raiders people that are going to Vegas. I promise you, a lot of them are probably moving to Vegas because of the Raiders. <laughs> uh, they're gonna bring a bunch. Of, I mean, those Raider fans. But but even when we used to play the Chargers, we'd have a bunch of Chiefs in the stands, and you know they just it just. It just that was a problem when they played in San Diego, Paul. So what do they do about it? I mean, where do you move them to? If that was a, and and the fact that stadium was real old and it needed to be updated, that was another issue. So, you know, we'll see what happens and we'll see uh, if they get some young stud quarterback and they get somebody they can put the team around some star players. People follow players and athletes. So if the Chargers get some real good football players, are they, are they, I think they're going to be splitting that stadium up, right? The, like the like the Meadowlands, they're going to be both teams are going to be playing at the, with the Rams, right? Yeah, I think they're going to split it up where where like the Jets and the Giants do. So yeah. the players, whoever they get to be the franchise quarterback and whatever, when they get some big name players and they start winning, the fans will come back. You just have to put a quality product on the field, and we'll see. If and when they will put a quality product on the field. Before we get out of here, I know you're a big boxing guy, Deontay Wilder, Luis Ortiz, this weekend in Las Vegas. I think Wilder stops stops him early. I think he stops him at four. How do you see it? You know, both of these guys, Ruiz and Ortiz, have lost a lot of weight. Ortiz looks like he's in the best shape I've ever seen him in. I think he did that for the stamina, but does that take away his power also? I don't know why you want to drop 20 pounds when you had that power, but he. But I think his stamina will be better, and I think he feels – I think Ortiz thinks if he's in better shape, he can take the punch better. <laughs> but uh, I think Wilder stops him. I think it goes longer than four. I think it goes six or seven rounds. I think it's going to be a heck of a fight, and I think Ortiz is going to catch him some. Just like he caught him the last time, I think Wilder's going to have to go through some stuff to get the job done. But, you know, I just it worries me when Ortiz dropped all that weight. 
and he looks great. But I think he, he looks great. I think he wanted to get his conditioning up so he so he has he can move around better, Paul. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to watching this. This is gonna be a good one. He did say that in that first fight, the reason that he didn't stop Wilder in that seventh round where he had him in serious trouble is because of stamina. Yeah. He got tired, according to Ruiz. That's what he says. I don't know. I think Wilder stops him in four. Wilder's power is just crazy. It's the ultimate equalizer, and I think he stops him in four. But it's going to be a great, great fight. I'm looking forward to it. Let me ask you this real quick. Floyd Mayweather announced on Instagram that he's coming back. I don't know how true it is. I, you know, Floyd likes to throw things out there. Coming back to he didn't say. He also said possibly about partnering with uh, Dana White in the UFC. I don't know. You know, Floyd just throws things out here. I hope that Floyd doesn't come back. I, you know, he's, he's made a boatload of money, but it seems like he spends a boatload of money as well. Yep. I hope You're he doesn't right. come back. And I w- it would be a tragic situation to see a guy like Floyd Mayweather all the money he's made to see him. I, I'm not saying he's going to go broke, and I hope that he never goes broke because it would be awful. It would be sad. But it would be – I don't want him to come back. I, I hope he stays retired. It would be tragic for me to see him come back for financial reasons. That would be well, sad. This, this, is the, this is the problem he's in, Paul, the predicament. If he doesn't come back and fight Pacquiao – then he's got to fight one of these young stud welterweights, Earl Spence, Crawford, any of these guys. He's going to have to fight somebody with a big name to to get the big check. So if he comes back, he's, if it's not if it's not Manny Pacquiao, he's going to have to fight one of these young kids that, that that's a lot younger and quicker and faster. And he ain't, he hasn't boxed in a few years. So if he comes out there to fight him, he has a chance to get beat because these kids are going to be coming after him and they're and they're you know, 15, 20 years younger than him. So he's going to have his, he's going to have his work cut out for him. Or what he could do is take the route that he took in his last fight against Conor McGregor, try to see, get a UFC guy, a big UFC name in there, try to make a boatload of money. I think he made like, what, $300 million from McGregor? So he can make a boatload of money with another UFC guy. And there's been talk about Khabib. Uh, no, he's you know, going to, but he's going to have to go in the octagon. Maybe. Because That's if not Khabib be comes good. over to boxing. That's not going to be good, Paul. If, he, if Khabib comes over to boxing, you know, obviously he could probably make more money in that situation over the UFC. So, I don't know. I mean, to your point, if he does step into the octagon, that wouldn't be pretty either. But I think Floyd, I, 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 hope, I hope he's not poor. That, that would be my only concern. I just hope that he's not poor. Because why else would he need to come back? There's no other reason for him to come back other than him having money problems. But no he's reason. running low on money, Paul. He's running low on money. I mean, it's, it's possible. Well, do you, do, do, would you see how? You can see how, right? All the stuff he's got. No, I, I wouldn't. You know, he likes to fly privately. He's got That's two private jets, Paul. I think he's got two private jets. That's not cheap. That's not cheap. To take care of him, No. But he's 42 years old. And, you know, age ain't nothing but a number. Age is more than a number. Age is a number. Age is real. 
42 is real. And so I think, I hope. My only thing, the only reason he would come back is for money. That's the only reason he would come back, in my opinion. I don't think and it's he's to, And if he wants to make money, he's going to have to get in there with one of them young boys that can fight. He's not going to yeah. make money getting in there with some has-been. He's going to, if, if he wants to bring some people to the fight and people to really take it serious, he's going to have to fight a real fighter. Or maybe... He's going to be the top I mean, of the division. I mean, he could do Pacquiao again and still make a, bung, a, a bunch yeah, of... He's, gonna make, he's not going to make what he made last time, but he will. No. He'll probably make $100 million, But if he yeah, wants definitely. to make some real money, he got to fight Earl Spence one of them. I don't think he does that. I don't think he does I'm that. I'm just telling you what it's going to cost, what it's going to take <laughs> to make some money. Uh, we'll see, but hopefully, let's hope it doesn't happen. Though I don't want to see him out there again. I want to remember him for being the great fighter that he is, and hopefully he's enjoying his money. Willie, Thanksgiving's coming up. Hope you enjoy your Thanksgiving, man. Appreciate you stopping by. YouTube, YouTuber Paul, a lot of boxers you seen got in there and stayed a little too long because they wanted to collect the check on the way out. It's sad. It's so sad to see. It's a vicious sport. Well, happy Thanksgiving to you, too, as well. We got the, uh, the in-laws coming in town. We're looking to have a good dinner, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. We'll see what happens with this uh, football thing. I just, uh, you know, I just wish Kaepernick could handle this thing a little better. But, uh, you know, uh, life goes on. For sure. <laughs> Take care. All right, you too. Hall of Famer. Willie Rove. And so, we got about another seven minutes left. Carmelo Anthony is back! Woo! Happy for that man. Happy for that man. A a guy as good as Carmelo Anthony deserves to go out a little better than he did. And I'm glad he's getting another opportunity. I'm glad he's getting another shot. And, you know... I think he can still play. I still think he can help a football t- a basketball team, excuse me. You know, there was talk out here that Melo may have been blackballed. I know Steven Jackson was saying that. I think even Allen Iverson may have said that. I'm not 100% sure. But I've heard people say that Melo was blackballed. And that, it didn't make sense to me because what did Melo do? It's not like he's like Kaepernick and, you know, taking a knee or, you know, doing anything like that. So I don't get that. I didn't get that. But, I, you know, it's good that Melo's back. I hope Melo plays well. Uh, you know, I know he's getting himself back. You know, he, he, he's getting some minutes there in Portland. Portland's struggling right now. But he's getting some minutes in Portland. And, and I hope he can take advantage of this opportunity, this chance to get his career jump-started and allow him to go out the way a player, uh, a Melo's caliber, deserves to go out. He deserves to go out in a good way, in a positive manner. He deserves that. He's earned that. And I hope that Melo will take advantage of his opportunity. I hope that he plays well. I hope he puts up big-time numbers. I hope he puts some, does some big-time things. And I hope he can turn the Portland Trailblazer football, uh, basketball team around. But it's good to see Melo kind of go out maybe in a better way. You know, and, you know, the whole situation with Houston, I don't think was necessarily fair. I don't think the way that ended was fair. But in a lot of ways, he was scapegoated. 
but I don't think that was fair. But it's good to see Melo back. Good to see Melo back on the court, and hopefully Melo can have the level of success that he desires. I'm rooting for Melo. I'm I'm glad he got this chance, and I'm hoping Colin Kaepernick can get this chance as well. But like Willie Rope was saying, I, I think that ship it, it was sailing, but I think it it it, it it's keeping on sailing, and it, and it might have passed him by, sadly, and no fault of his own. Some fault, some fault, but I, I think it's minor. Could dictate T-shirt, I think it's kind of minor. Um, but I get it from the business standpoint. If you want to talk purely business, I think what the NFL is doing, albeit not fair, if you want to talk business, if you want to talk dollars and cents, they're better off without it. They're better off with Kel- uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick being on the outside of the league rather than him being on the inside of the league. They're better. They're better off financially. They're better off business-wise. I could be wrong, but I don't think so. Got another few minutes left. We look at, we, we talked about it, but Floyd Mayweather put on Instagram that he's back. But Mayweather has done this on numerous occasions, you know, putting this out there, floating stuff out there. You know, I, I, I just think he likes to have fun sometimes. But I don't know if this one is real. I don't know if this one is fake. But as I said to Willie Rofe, I don't want to see it for the simple fact this guy had a great career. This guy has done some amazing things. This guy, you know, has helped boxers get paid. This guy has done a lot of great things for the sport of boxing. And I'm not talking about, you know, you can talk about Floyd Mayweather person, but that's not what I'm talking about right now. And that's, you know, I could talk about anybody the person. And, you know, look at anybody's life, the person, and, and, and find some flaws and find some things that I just don't like. But I'm not going to do that here because, to me, it's not that important. And it is important to be good, but at the end of the day, that's not for me to judge. I'm judging what I saw in the ring. I'm judging by the 50 and 0. I'm judging by, you know, the defensive wizardry. I'm judging by this man's ability to to do some amazing things in the ring, his ability to hit and not get hit, his ability to do the amazing things that he's done. I'm happy that he's made the money that he's made. I hope it would be a Shakespearean tragedy to see Floyd Mayweather, what they say, uh, you know, Shakespeare's tragedies, they start happy, they end sad. Well, Mayweather had a tough life, so it didn't necessarily start happy per se, but it got happy. And now it's going to end. Not, and I'm not putting that in the universe that it's going to end sad. But it would be upsetting and sad to me to see Floyd Mayweather come back into the ring and continue to fight. Because to me, that would tell me that Floyd Mayweather is having some financial issues. That would signal to me that maybe he's having some financial issues. And I hate, this is the story I hate. To see somebody go from the bottom to the top, back down to the bottom. I hate the story. I'd never want to see a story like that. That is the worst story ever. And I hope that is not the story of the you know of Floyd Mayweather Jr. I hope. Man, I pray. I'm, I'm gonna add a little pray to that as well. Because that would be awful. That would be awful. I want to thank Hall of Famer Willie Rowe for stopping by. 
You can listen to this show and other great shows, blogtalkradio.com slash pecan, where you can listen to this show and other great shows. Also, goforthradio.com, where we continue to talk some more sports. Also, you know, Stitcher, iHeart, we're out there. Follow the show, watch the show, listen to the show. Do what you got to do. Here's some great sports talk. For everybody here at Go For It, we won't be around next weekend, so we hope you have a great Thanksgiving. See you later.